Well, my, 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 it's so great for you to have joined us. <laughs> What's up, citizens? I am your V Podcaster host, Jay Starks, and welcome to another edition of the Bingo Book Podcast. <laughs> we are on episode number 27, and uh, hey, it should be a pretty interesting episode, I'll say. So, of course, we have our summer 2022 anime discussions for our Wednesday slate. And in today's episodes, we'll be discussing several different topics, such as arguing with siblings in front of your parents. Did you do that? Did you do that just a little bit? You know, if you have siblings and if you don't have siblings, it's okay. Replace them with like cousins or uh you know another you know someone else just think about something <laughs> uh, we'll also be discussing pushing people you care about away hmm. this is something that does seem to happen but you know i i kind of have my own experiences with that maybe you do too we have that and many many more items for discussion today but let's go ahead and get into our first anime for discussion and that is classroom of the elite episode six and the title is adversity is the first path to truth hmm, ain't that the truth <laughs> so in this episode Suzune meets up with Ruin and Kushida to settle a grievance that places Shizune in the crosshairs of being sabotaged. What? Say what? Sabotage? Yes. They sabotage her for, for quote-unquote, hurting another student on the campus. So during this discussion, Suzune starts to remember the past about Kushida, and then we get a particular glimpse to see who the real Kushida is so you know you see the see the little pic that we have right now if you're watching on our YouTube Facebook and Twitch page you're like oh that, that might be the the real Kushida hmm, you don't say but yeah so you know revealing your true self to others you know it this is something that I think um, most of us have probably done before, you know, in the past. And maybe as you get older, you feel like, you know what? Hey, this is just me and people have to accept me for me. But, you know, have you ever met someone like right off the back and you say, dang, that person is fake as hell. <laughs> it's like just the fakeness just oozes out of them. And like, you just know, okay, this for 1000% cannot be this person. Like they, they seem to be off. Like something just doesn't seem right about their energy. It doesn't feel pure. It doesn't feel like it's something that they do on a regular basis. It doesn't feel like their natural selves. And so, yeah, I, I think that we have probably said that about others. Now me, myself personally, I honestly don't judge people after the first time that I meet them, you know, whether by looks or whatever the case may be, is a lot of it has to do with their actions, like how 
nice are you? You know, what do you say to people when someone gives you? Do you have common courtesies? Thank you. You're welcome. You know, just general stuff like that. You know, now I know that may seem like, oh, well, yeah, that's just simple conversation. But you will be surprised at how many people don't use gestures like these anymore these days. It's it's kind of sad. Like, you know, you wave to your neighbor, say hello, good morning, and they look at you with this all scrunched up, angry mob face. Like, what? <laughs> what, what did I miss here? Like, they just started looking at you like, yeah, mind your own business. No, don't look, don't look over here at all. Like, man, bro, like, relax. Like, it's it's just me saying hi. Like, you know, it's not like it's the end of the world and I'm telling you, like, hey, like, can can I use you as a meat shield to fend off of these zombies in this ap apocalyptic world? I think I said that right. <laughs> but yeah, you know, so I, I do feel that, you know, when you get into a position where you may be meeting people for the first time, uh, or maybe you've been around them for a while, but you just haven't opened up yet. You know, I think it's pretty normal not to share too much information about yourself because in essence, you're sizing up, you know, the people and seeing like, okay, who's truly trustworthy? Who do I feel really has my back? And, you know, the, my, uh, they want the best for me at heart. And, you know, so I, I feel like revealing one's true self, I don't necessarily think that there's someone or many people that just go right off the back and say, you know what, 100% right off the back. You just met, met me. This is me in a, in a nutshell. Take me for who I am. And that's it. Like most people are pretty moderate when it comes down to that. So, you know, it, it's, it's cool. It's understanding. Uh, we shared, honestly, we're streaming on Facebook. Okay, it looks like everything's as my settings are telling me that we may be missing one of our streams. But hey, it could be the if if something happens and the stream gets knocked out, you know, we having some some bad weather here in the in the BBP studio. So uh all I can say is hang on tight. We'll try to come back as soon as we can. But if not, hey, it was nice knowing you. <laughs> <laughs> it was great knowing y'all while it lasted, right? <laughs> I probably got swept away by a tornado or something. Okay, but hey, let's go ahead and move on to our next anime for discussion. And that is... My Stepmom's Daughter is My Ex. Episode 6, titled, The Former Couple Goes Head to Head. Hmm. So in this episode, Yume is very serious about her grades in school and despises that Mizuto doesn't take studying serious at all. Like He just doesn't care. He's just like, hey, you know, I would much rather read my novels, my comic books or whatnot than have to like bury my head in my room studying all day, every day. Instead, he's sharp enough to where he can pretty much just get by without having to study or cram that much. It was actually pretty cool. Like, I I feel like I was very much like that before college. Now, college, you know, things kind of 
changed a little bit. <laughs> but maybe maybe I'll get into that a little bit later. But yeah, so Yume becomes curious of what grades her brother Mizuto made after their first exams and decides, hey, you know what? I'm going to sneak into his room to find out if, you know, to later find out rather that he didn't complete the section of of the exam. He didn't complete the section in the exam. So that resulted in Yume getting really, really upset uh, about this because she pretty much scored the highest, had the highest score in her class. But if it wasn't for Mizuto not filling out a section, it's possible that he may have scored the highest. So in a rage and fury, Yume goes in front of their mother in the living room, confronts Mizuto about the situation and just goes off, like slams the table. It was like just all up in his grill. And so it got me thinking about arguing with siblings in front of your parents. Did that happen to you? Maybe, maybe just once. Hmm? I, I would definitely say that, or well, at least most of my time, my time when it came down to arguments with my siblings, and it's mostly like my oldest brother, because uh, my younger brothers, I never really got into altercations with that, like with them like that that much. But my oldest brother, man, we just we just seemed to just couldn't get along at a certain period of time, like. You know, I say like in our very, very early years, we were like peas in a pie. But once we hit that age where, you know, we started to kind of find our own friends and kind of have, you know, really kind of shell out what our personalities are, it's like all hell broke loose in the house. <laughs> but, uh, I say most of the time my mom, you know, she had to enter into the house uh from us arguing so she's probably coming from work or something like that and she just hears us going off and of course my mom as um elegant as she could put it <laughs> yelling at uh y'all better stop that before i come in there once those words are shit i mean there was <laughs> much more explicitives that went off then but <laughs> still you know once we heard my, my our mom get like that we knew that hey we better stop or we're probably going to get a whooping or some type of punishment is definitely going down here. Uh, now, sometimes my, my mom let us go at it. Like, let me and my brother just go at it and have our war of words. And I I, I kind of wonder sometimes, like, from a parent's perspective, like, is it because you become so tired of constantly hearing the siblings going back and forth all the time where you just kind of except like you know what this is just another one of their tiffs another one of their riffs they'll get over it i'll just let them go crazy until they like you know maybe start trying to put hands on each other or something then i'll intervene and step you know step in but uh yeah I, you know my mom definitely had some moments where she was just like look it's too late or it's too early whatever the case may be y'all say whatever y'all gotta say and hopefully y'all can come to a resolution but i, I feel like it also from like her, maybe her point of view is they're going to have to figure out how to communicate and go to get on the same page. So why not let them try to talk this out? Now, I'm just be honest with y'all. I have a very, well, at least in the past, I was, I had a very hot, like, high temper i guess that's the word the word i could <laughs> i could use for it but it wasn't like 
you say one thing and it just sets me off and I'm ready to just flip everything upside down and furniture just starts moving in this thing. <laughs> I know it's not like that. It's more so um, once my, my, it's like my brother knew the buttons to push and he could take me to that level probably faster than anybody else. But a lot of the times it was mostly because you know right from wrong, you know the right thing to do, but you you still decide not to do it. I got a problem with that. So now like you're you're forcing my hand. And because of that, you're getting these hands. <laughs> man. Oh man, that was those are those are some wild times. Wild times. But yeah, I mean, definitely like, you know, when it comes down to siblings in front of the parents, you know, I think most uh, brothers and sisters, uh, what have you, they do have their riffs in front of parents. And uh, it's almost, it seems it's kind of normal, you know? And I, I honestly, I get jealous when I think of like some of my friends that have siblings and they really never had arguments. Like they have just this peaceful, loving, caring relationship. And it's like, man, <laughs> I, I I really wish I well I said it I take it back my my youngest brothers oh man they're they it's, it was uh, smooth coasting with them because of the love that we have for each other but man I tell you my oldest brother was um rude <laughs> rude in his own way I would say okay well let's go ahead and move on to our next anime for discussion and that is Vermil and Gold episode 6 titled Wish I'm wishing on a star okay I'm stop <laughs> y'all keep telling me like Jay we, we do not want a karaoke night for you but I, I am confidently trying to push this upon y'all to have this one day <laughs> but it might be more like raps that i'll do i don't know if i can do the singing thing although i you know i got a little something something maybe I, i'm gonna maybe surprise y'all one day um so in this episode vermil rages out of control and could not abide by her pact with alto as his familiar now utilizing what seems to be vermil's full form as a demon she tries to destroy this teacher sensei, Mr. Obsidian, who tried to control her with his own magical tests, manipulating Vermil. Now, Vermil, she uh, severely wants to hurt Mr. Obsidian because of him trying to manipulate him and her just raging out of, out of control. And she goes off and tries to attack him, but also decides... I want to save Mr. Obsidian because I did not, you know, Vermil, you are my familiar. I did not give you that order. So he jumped, you know, as a, a hero that Alto is, he jumps in front of Mr. Obsidian and Vermil punches a hole pretty much like right through his chest. And it's like all gory and just, ah, it's, I mean, <laughs> if you like that uh, type of uh, material in anime, then you had to love this part. I know I did. And so Alto strongly asserts himself in this moment to Vermil, hey, I'm your master. 
and you're my familiar and that's it. I didn't, you know, you can't do this because I didn't wish this to happen. And so because of the damage that was done to Alto, Vermil found herself wanting to distance herself away from him for multiple reasons, but mostly feeling like she failed him. And I kind of can see that. It was like where we made a pact with each other and that agreement was, you know, I'm, you're my master, I'm your familiar, and you pretty much have domain over me and I do what you want me to do. But I instead, I took action upon myself and in the end, that caused you to get harmed. You got hurt really, really bad. And I care about you so much. I can't believe like my own actions brought this upon you, you know? And so because of that, she started to push Alto away. And Alto started to realize like, hey, like, like why are you trying to, to why are you talking to me like I'm better without you? And this is all for the best. Like, no, it's not a about that like i i want you by my side for as long as i live period and it got me thinking about you know pushing people you care about away you know do, is that something that y'all have tried done before or maybe someone has done that to you before how did it feel you know did it make you feel really like really vulnerable that you someone that you care about so deeply was willing to just push you away seemingly with ease and didn't really sometimes not even explaining to you everything that's uh that's happening or what like what they're really truly thinking you know not having a conversation and y'all trying to come to some type of understanding i think that happens in a lot of different relationships and you know i definitely have some experiences in this and i'd say i'm probably more so on the um giving side of it you know and I, i'll give y'all a, a short a short short story i try not to <laughs> i try not to get too deep into it because y'all know i get into my story sometimes and i just go 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 but uh so i, I there was a relationship that i was in that was uh very loving very nurturing and i very much feel like this person in hindsight could have been the one that maybe i could spend the rest of my life with but because I was going through some really tough times uh, in my personal life, I had some uh, issues with my family that I was trying to sort out. And even in like my uh, professional life, you know, like trying to get stuff together here around the studio. <laughs> so I can pod for y'all. Well, maybe not to that extent, but, uh, you know, just work stuff too related. I just felt like there was so much going on. and. Uh, this person was in uh, college working on, or grad school, I could say, you know, working on getting uh, their, you know, specializing in a certain field. And so I felt really bad. Like I didn't want to put the pressure of things that I was going through with my family on them and it, it, where it could potentially hurt their studying habits. You know, maybe they are caring about me so much that they kind of let things in their own life slip away from them a little bit. And I've seen this happen before. And that was something that I was very fearful. Like I didn't want the, the story to be that, hey, the reason why I couldn't pass this semester or the reason why maybe like my path to get in my um, 
certification has been a little bit delayed is because I took a little bit of time off or I didn't work as hard as I could because I was catering to my partner. Like I wanted to make sure I looked out for them and, you know, as best as possible. And I just, I just didn't like that thought. And it was literally, it was just a thought. So instead of me uh, embracing uh, my partner and saying, Hey, like, I appreciate that. Let's figure this out. But I, I would, I also want to make sure that you stay focused on your school stuff and everything. Instead me, I push this person away and say, no, I, I really don't want you to get involved in this. I have so much that I need to figure out and, and work out. And I feel like it's best for us to just separate for now until I'm able to get my life in order, so to speak. And man, I tell you, <laughs> I feel bad for that. Like, I feel so bad for doing something like that to a person that genuinely cared about me and wanted the best. And you don't know like how that story would have ended if I would have just been a little bit more open hearted and receptive of this person's feelings and wanted to be um present in my life like that but hey you know that's the <laughs> that's the the crazy side of your boy jay stark so yeah you, you, that's why i don't date because if you get involved with me you're gonna go for an epic ride and there's gonna be some ups and downs some curls some twists there's gonna be all types of stuff like just stay away <laughs> <laughs> but yes, I mean, you know, have you experienced this at all when it comes down to uh, relationships, friendships? I mean, whatever, whatever, it could be so many different things. But I do think that this happens where people have um, this ability to push others away. And there could be many reasons why they do this. And it's not always out of spite or dislike. It's sometimes because you care about the person so deeply, like in my situation where you don't want anything to affect their uh, potential and what their future could look like. And, you know, having your name to be involved in that, you know, it could be a, a hurtful thing. You know, you don't want to be a part of the problem, I would say. So, um, you know, keep that in mind. You know, I, I, I think that there are many, many uh, variables when it comes down to that. But I also see some people pushing others away for all the wrong reasons too. You know, sometimes it's literally just um, attitude. Like I can't get what I want. So I don't want to be around them. They like, they're not going to give me what I want. So that's, you know, why would I continue spending time with that? And that's pretty, pretty bad as well. But okay, let's move on to our next anime title for discussion and that is engage kiss Ooh, give you a little smooch wow a little smooch there why hey <laughs> but um yeah this episode six titled third party demon killer and you know in this episode shu meets a resilient nun named sharon whom he supposedly had a past relationship with, but because of his memory loss, he didn't quite remember her, like, at all. <laughs> he didn't remember her. And so this really, really upset Sharon, uh, who's actually, like, really, really strong and seems to have a very, very high 
um, ability when it comes down to martial arts and foresight and all types of stuff. So uh, as she hears this from Shu, she feels very neglected by him and literally begins to like well on him, like punching, you know, just crazy. She she goes off on him, right? Um, but it it makes you think like, can you really forget an ex? Like, can you truly, truly forget about an ex-boyfriend, an ex-girlfriend, an ex-wife, an ex-husband? I mean, it could, I mean, you could probably even go, you could go further as a friend, an ex-friend, you know? And now I say in this, in this instance, we're talking more so about relationships, but is it possible? I mean, I feel like it is possible, but it really depends on like the significance of the relationship. And what I mean by that is how long and impactful has that relationship been? Because I say impact is a reason too, because let's say that you met this person and y'all only dated for six months, but the impact that this person had on your life and maybe they opened your eyes up to a whole bunch of different possibilities and change and that changed you as an individual, that impact that's left behind you could be a cause of where it's like, okay, I could never forget this person because of, what they were able to do for me to in a positive way that made me a better person in the end. But the time wise, it could also be because I've only dated them for such a short period of time. I literally don't really remember like the things that we did stuff that we discussed or anything. I vaguely remember what they look like. So I can't really say that. Yeah, I kind of, I pretty much forgot about this person. I feel like in this, that's probably something that happens, but it's more of relationships when you are younger, like much, much younger. Cause I mean, even for me, uh, man, they're, they're like in the, in my, like, maybe say, what, 10 years old and you're dating someone, you know, it's like, that's not nothing serious. So, it's just like school. Like I, I honestly, I can't remember most things about my elementary at all. Like I can't. I there's there's friends of mine that can remember details about teachers and certain sayings and things. I'm like, bro, like how can you remember that stuff? Like I can't remember that at all. Now what I do remember is we had a lot of fun, but like, can I? explain to you moments of like what that fun was like specifics i can't do it <laughs> but that's because i mean i have terrible 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 memory like my long-term memory suffers so bad and so does my short term i i honestly get uh if cosmo was here he'd tell y'all that you know i, I got it pretty bad in that department but uh, yeah you know so I, I feel like when it comes down to uh you know, time that definitely plays a big portion in if you can forget about an ex. But man, that impact is something special because I say most people's, I feel like they remember their exes because of the impact of like the time that they dated them. So when you think about um, your like maybe your junior high years or maybe you're in college right now and you're dating someone like these are very important parts like times within your life and so you generally like have 
like you remember like some of the bigger moments in that time and that space and so for example it's like yeah i can remember exact time like when i graduated right and from college but i can't remember like the people like all the people that were there <laughs> like when was my name called like did i have to wait 45 minutes until my name was called to walk like no i don't remember like all those smaller details but like the bigger part of like most of the people that were there in celebration for me in that moment yeah i remember that <laughs> but, okay so yeah you know definitely you know let me know in the comments uh if you know you found yourself saying nah jay you tripping I definitely forgot about my ex and this was like a year ago. <laughs> now I'm gonna say you lying because I know you friend, you know, you just got some, 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 uh, strong feelings about that person that you try to forget them. But you know, don't get me wrong. If there was someone maybe 10 years ago, okay. I might reason, I might reason with you a little bit on that. Okay. We move, we move to our next anime for discussion. And that is surprise, surprise. Overlord, episode six, titled The Impending Crisis. Now, in this episode, Ainz is heading into enemy territory in order to recover the dwarves kingdom. Now, as Ainz was trying to explain his battle strategy with Shaltir Bloodfallen, Orabella, who's um, actually one of my favorite characters in Overlord, uh, interrupted Ainz as it seemed that, uh, you know, she was really curious about something during her inv investigation of the area. Ainz, however, silenced Aura for a moment because he was trying to talk to Shaltir and wanted to make sure he, she understood uh, everything that she was discussing to him. But later, she came back to Aura and asked her, like, hey, like, you know, you're trying to tell me something. What was that you wanted to say to me? And instead of Aura explaining what she was thinking, she practically hesitated and wouldn't say what was on her mind and said, no, that's, that's okay. Don't worry about it. And so do you hesitate to share your thoughts like Aura Bella did? You know, are you someone that says, depending on the situation, you find yourself kind of stuck. Like, should I, should I tell this person this? I mean, how, what I'm really thinking, what I'm really feeling? Because now for me, I usually do share exactly what I'm feeling. Uh, especially like if you're within my circle, like I'm never, I'm never going to hold back. But I think that it is somewhat like sensitive to who you are with like the people that you're with because if you know somebody that possibly has like a very hot temper and they don't know how to control themselves or act accordingly in a, a room full of other people or whatnot then you might feel a little bit more hesitant because you're like okay i don't want to get this person started you know talking crazy cussing or whatever get although i'm gonna be honest with y'all on my watch ain't nobody cussing me out no sir <laughs> no sir you're gonna you're gonna have another thing coming if you think you're just gonna say whatever you want to me but uh <laughs> that's neither here nor there <laughs> i 
y'all like y'all like Jay, you going too a little too hard with the personal stuff. Hey, I just I'm just saying, just saying, you know. But yeah, you know, and so uh, hesitation I feel is more of a consideration tool in a lot of ways because the most people that hesitate is because they're wondering like, is this the right moment where you should bring something up where you should discuss something? Uh, now don't get me wrong. Sometimes it's fear, you know, just being fearful of how others will think of you. And I feel like this happens a lot. Like probably like if you're uh, someone that's in school or, you know, maybe at a job where you are hesitant to say anything because you're afraid that people are going to have predetermined ideas about the type of person you are. So let's say you say something and thoughts start coming across people like, dang, are they dumb? Like, why would they ask a question like this? Like, it's obvious what the answer is type of thing. And so some people hesitate to you know, say something out of pure fear because they don't want people to judge, you know, their character by a couple of words that they were willing to share. Um, could there be more to that? You know, you know, could it, could it be more to that because of someone's uh, opinion, like strictly like their opinion? Like, hey, you know, I know that sometimes it's, I know that if I share some this about myself, they might, put me in a box and say, oh, like he's this, you know, because he said that, you know, and it, you know, and you, you've seen it before when it comes down to like politics, like, oh, you know, she's one of them or he's one of them, you know? And I feel like that's sad that we get to a place sometimes where we may make decisions off of just like one scenario and just completely write the, that person off. Um, but you know, they, they do have the thing uh, or the saying where it's like, you know, first impressions, you know, they're, they're very everlasting and it's kind of hard to shed that shell once you've said or done or whatever the case may be. So a lot of, a lot of mental gymnastics <laughs> that comes down with it, but you know, Hey, if you find yourself to be hesitant, you know, I, I definitely feel like, you know, you are a, a generally a, a good person that can judge a situation and can tell like okay yeah this is i'm cool if i say this or maybe you feel like nah like this isn't the right setting for me to ask or talk about this you know what maybe i'll talk about this personally with whoever you know i want to have this discussion with to get some answers or not so it, it to me it's like reading between the lines and kind of um uh, evaluating the environment that you're in and you can make that decision now but like i said for me most of the time i say probably 90 percent of the time i'm going to say exactly like what i'm thinking and what i'm feeling and some people's feelings might get hurt it's never my intentions but you know i, I well <laughs> let me kind of go back i you know i do have a, like one short story that i could kind of share with y'all so this is a moment when I was in college and um, I was in the English, I was like in world literature, like an English course. And I'm literally that student that if the, well, let me kind of make the setting real quick. So we're in a huge auditorium, 
And so this auditorium seats probably like around uh, two, uh, maybe two, 100 to 150 students, something like that. So to me, that's a pretty large class. And it probably had more students than that, but that's just a, rest, a rough estimate that I can think of right now off the bat from what I can remember. And the because the auditorium is so large and there's so many students taking this course, we have to talk on a microphone through an intercom system in order for everyone to hear our answers or questions we have for the uh, professor, for the instructor. And so <laughs> now I'm literally one of those students where I'm trying to play devil's advocate for everything because I get bored easily. <laughs> I get bored super, super fast. And so for me, it's like always trying to figure out like, how can I make something entertaining? How can I make something fun? Like that's, that's what drives me in a lot of instances. Like, like, no, I don't want to have any dull moment in my life. Like, let's just, let's, let's just try something. So the professor asked some question. I can't remember uh, what he said, but, you know, I raise my hand, get the microphone, and I say, uh, dang, I wonder if I can remember what, <laughs> I can't really remember what the, what I, what the question was about, what the statement was about, but I just remember me giving something like a, a very devil's advocate statement that was going to be completely against probably I'd say like 75% of the, the room's thoughts. And all you can hear is like people gasping in the room. Like what? I can't believe, I can't believe Jay said that. Like, or <laughs> some people were in there like, Oh, there he go again. Trying to, trying to cause a ruckus. Like, bro, like let's just get through this class so we can end the day and go home. Right? <laughs> no, <laughs> you're prisoners of my moment. <laughs> Well, it just caused a ruckus or whatever. Oh, you know what? I actually do have nah, nah. That's a little bit too um too rated R. I can't use that that moment. That was a little too crazy. But yeah, so you get the idea. I'm not pretty shy or hesitant to say things that are on my mind. I would say. Okay, so hey, that is our anime discussion for our Wednesday slate. Hey, if you are listening to us on, you know, any digital service platform, wherever you get your bingo book podcast from, we greatly appreciate you for listening in. And of course, if you want to see more, make sure you check out our YouTube, Twitch, or Facebook page, as we do have another segment that I called character analysis, where we pretty much provide you viewers with a silhouette of a character you kind of guess like hey who could this character be from whatever anime series we're covering and then after we uncover or unveil who that character is i give my ratings on seven different attributes of ranging from how strong that person is uh how smart they is so many different things but hey that is the end of this episode once again if you're watching us on our streaming services stick around i'm going to take a small two minute break or so give me some water you know might use the restroom or something <laughs> and then we'll be right back for our character analysis hey don't you touch that screen i will be right back <laughs> 